For I've had enough of this world and its pleasures. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. I will arise and go forth to the house of my father. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. House of my young. Shalom, and welcome to today's teaching on the Hebraic roots of Christianity, where we study first century Christianity and the faith that Jesus, whose Hebrew name is Yeshua, which means salvation, taught his disciples. And now, Hebraic roots teacher Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries International. Shalom. I'm Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries, and we welcome you to today's teaching on the subject, The 7,000-Year Plan of God. This is part three of the series. And now after Samuel, what we're going to do is we're going to look at the period of the reign of the kings of Judah, beginning with King Saul, who ruled for 40 years, Acts chapter 13, verse 21. Under King David, 40 years, 1 Chronicles chapter 29, verses 26 and 27. Under King Solomon, 40 years, 1 Kings chapter 11, verses 42 and 43. Under King Rehoboam, 17 years, 1 Kings chapter 14, verse 21. Under King Abijam, 3 years, 1 Kings chapter 15, verses 1 and 2. Under King Asa, 41 years, 1 Kings chapter 15, verses 8 to 10. Under King Jehoshaphat, 25 years, 1 Kings chapter 22, verses 41 and 42. Under King Jehoshaphat, Horam, eight years, Second Chronicles chapter twenty-one, verse five. Under King Ahaziah, one year, Second Chronicles chapter twenty-two, verses one and two. Under Queen Athalia, six years, Second Chronicles chapter twenty-two, verse twelve. Under King Johash, forty years, Second Chronicles chapter twenty-four, verse one. Under King Amaziah, twenty-nine years, Second Chronicles chapter twenty-five. Verse 1. Under King Uzziah, 52 years. Second Chronicles chapter 26, verse 3. Under King Jotham, 16 years. Second Chronicles chapter 27, verse 1. Under King Ahaz, 16 years. Second Chronicles chapter 28, verse 1. Under King Hezekiah, 29 years. Second Chronicles chapter 29, verse 1. Under King Manasseh, 55 years. Second Chronicles chapter 33, verse 1. Under King Ammon, 2 years. Second Chronicles chapter 33, verse 21. Under King Josiah, 31 years. Years, Second Chronicles chapter thirty four verse one. Under King Joahaz, three months, Second Chronicles chapter thirty six verse two. Then under King Jehoiakim, eleven years, Second Chronicles chapter thirty six verses three through seven. Under King Jehoiakim, three months, Second Chronicles chapter thirty six verse nine. And finally, under King Zedekiah, eleven years, Second Chronicles chapter thirty six verse eleven. So if we add up the period of time of the rule of the kings of Judah, beginning with Saul to Zedekiah. And here we are examining their rule and reign chronologically. The total period of time of the rule of the kings of Judah is 513 years. Now, history tells us that the temple was destroyed and the Jews went into Babylonian captivity in the year 586 BC. So now what we're going to do is we're going to do the summary from Adam and Eve in the garden to the year zero. And using this chronology that we've just gone over with you, how long is it from Adam and Eve 
in the garden to the year zero. Now, history does not say that Yeshua was born in the year zero. We're just doing this for the sake of an understanding of an overview of time from Adam to the first century, from Adam to Yeshua, from Adam to the year zero. So from Adam to Abraham, 1,948 years. So from the birth of Abraham to the covenant made with Abraham between the pieces in Genesis chapter 15 is 70 years. From when the covenant was made with Abraham between the pieces in Genesis 15 to the birth of Isaac, 30 years. From Isaac to Jacob, 60 years. Jacob to going into Egypt, 130 years. From Egypt to the beginning of the Exodus, 210 years. The children of Israel spent 40 years in the wilderness. Then from Joshua to the beginning of the time period of the Judges, 30 years. From Judges to Samuel, 450 years. And then the years of the kings of Judah, 513 years. And now the date of the Babylonian captivity, 586 BC, which is going to the year zero. So using this chronology from Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden to the first century, to the time of Yeshua, to the year zero is 4,067 years. So am I trying to say that this chronology that I've just gone over with you is perfect and exact? And I can guarantee you that it was from Adam and Eve in the garden to the year zero was 4,067 years. No, I cannot. I'm not trying to say that. I'm not trying to make that point. The point I'm trying to make is we can establish the principle that we have approximately, because there's a variance in doing biblical chronology, that from the time of Adam and Eve to the first century, to the time of Yeshua, to the year zero, is approximately 4,000 years of time. So because there's a variance in those who do biblical chronologies, I'm going to now give you an examination of time from Adam and Eve in the garden to the year zero, this time first using the time from Adam and Eve to the children of Israel going into the promised land as being not 2,488 years, which is what it was in the chronology I've just gone over, but using the time given from the book of Jubilees, which is 2,450 years. And then take the remaining information that I gone over in the chronology that I gave you, which is from Joshua to Judges 30 years, from Judges to Samuel 450 years, the time of the kings of Judah 513 years, and then the Babylonian captivity being in 586 BC. So doing it this way, we have closer to 4,000 years, that from Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden to the first century, to the time of Yeshua to the year zero, would be 4,029 years years. And so if we're doing biblical chronology, it would be understandable to ask the question, what year is it on the present Jewish calendar? If Yeshua came approximately 4,000 years from Adam and Eve in the garden, and we've gone 2,000 years from Yeshua and his ministry in the first century, so aren't we closer right now to the conclusion of 6,000 years of time? one would draw that conclusion from the information that I just provided. But yet, what year does it indicate in the present Jewish calendar? Well, in the present Jewish calendar, and I'm doing this teaching in 2019, and in the present Jewish calendar, it's 5,779 years. So how come in the present Jewish calendar, isn't it closer to 6,000 years? So that's what I'm going to go over next. 
how is it derived on the present Jewish calendar that we've only gone 5,779 years, and this being 2019? Well, I'm going to share with you from the book, The Gates of the Seasons, A Guide to the Jewish Year, put out by the Central Conference of American Rabbis. And explaining the Jewish calendar, on page 9 it says, The Jewish tradition of counting years since the creation of the world has its roots in early Talmudic times, but it was not adopted as being authoritative until several centuries later. In biblical times, dates were often given as being two years before the earthquake or the year of the death of King Uzziah, etc. In Talmudic times, we find instances of dating from the creation of the world, but doing so was adopted as the Jewish method only much later in response to Christian dating, that being given from Yeshua and his coming to the earth in the first century. It was in the 8th century that Christians began to date their documents generally as A.D., which means in the year of our Lord. And so it shouldn't be surprising that in the 8th and ninth centuries, we find more and more Jewish documents dated, quote-unquote, since the creation of the world. Obviously, to Jews, calculating dates based on the Christian counting in the year of our Lord, meaning referring to Yeshua, is not acceptable to Jews who don't believe in Yeshua as the Messiah. Nevertheless, it was not until the 12th century that the Jewish dating of since the creation of the world became more common and accepted by Jews universally. Jewish texts will often use such designations as BCE, which means before the common or the Christian era, or CE, the Christian era, in order to avoid any dating related to Christianity. So, in order to determine, based upon the present Jewish calendar, the Jewish year for any given civil year, or the date in the year of our Lord, the number 3,760 is added. Conversely, in order to find the civil year for a given Jewish year, 3,760 is subtracted. Of course, since the Jewish year changes with Rosh Hashanah, the number to work with from Rosh Hashanah to December the 31st is 3,761. So now I'm going to give you more specific information regarding how is it regarded that in the present Jewish calendar that it does not indicate that we're close to the conclusion of 6,000 years of time, but instead in 2019, it's 5,779 on the Jewish calendar. So I'm going to share with you from the Jewish Encyclopedia in the article, Seder Olam Rabbah. So Seder in Hebrew is order, Olam is world, or Rabbah is great. So this work means the great order of the world. And it is a second century Hebrew language chronology. Jewish authorities generally ascribe its authorship to have been written about the year 160 by the well-known Talmudist Yossi ben Halafta on the strength of Rabbi Yochanan's statement, the Tana of the Seder Alam was Rabbi Yossi, Yebamot 82b and Nida 46b in the Talmud. Many sayings of Rabbi Yossi's quoted in the Talmud are paralleled in Seder Alam. In the Babylonian Talmud, it is often referred to simply as Seder Olam, Shabbat 88a, Yebanot 82b, 
Nazir 5a, Megillah 11b, etc. Continuing from the article in the Jewish Encyclopedia, in its present form, Seder Alam Rabbah consists of 30 chapters, with each 10 chapters forming a section or a gate. It was probably also supplemented and edited at a later period. The work is a chronological record extending from Adam and Eve in the Garden to the Bar Kukba revolt by the Jews against the Romans in the year 135, that is to the reign of the Roman ruler Hadrian. It is believed that originally Seder Alam was more extensive and consisted of two parts, the second in which dealing with the post-Alexandrian Greek period, that part of the work has been lost, with the exception of a small fragment that was added by the copyists to the first part. However, many passages quoted in the Talmud are missing in the edition of Seder Alam, which has survived. It is quoted as Seder Alam by the more ancient biblical commentators, including Rashi. Starting in the 12th century, it began to be designated as Seder Alam Rabbah, to distinguish it from a later, smaller work called Seder Alam Zuda. After dealing with the first ten chapters with the chronology of the period from the creation of the world to the death of Moses, the writer proceeds to determine the dates of the events which occurred after the Israelites, led by Joshua, entered the Promised Land. In 1 Kings chapter 6, verse 1, it states that Solomon began to build the temple in Jerusalem in the fourth year of his reign, 480 years after the Exodus, that is, 440 years after the Israelites entered into the promised land. According to Seder Alam, the destruction of the first temple occurred after it had stood for 410 years, which would correspond to 3,338 years after the creation of the world. Then the Jews went into 70 years of Babylonian captivity. According to Seder Olam, the period of time of the second temple was 420 years when it was destroyed in the year 70 AD, that being in the year 3828 from Adam and Eve in the garden, or from the creation of the world. The 420 years of the second temple are divided into the following periods, 34 years of Persian rule while the temple stood, 180 years of Greek rule, 103 years of the Maccabees, and 103 years of the Herods. So in order to put that in a chart, that is the purpose of this slide. And so this chart is according to the Jewish chronology in Seder Alam Rabbah, which corresponds to the present Jewish calendar. So from Adam to the flood was 1,656 years. From the flood to the birth of Isaac was 392 years, which would make the birth of Isaac in the year 2048. From the birth of Isaac to the Exodus, 400 years, that would be 2,448. They were in the wilderness for 40 years, so it's 2,488 years. Therefore, in the Jewish chronology, from Adam to the children of Israel crossing in the Promised Land is 2,488 years. That's the exact period of time that I presented in this teaching in the first part. So from what I presented from Adam to the children of Israel going to the Promised Land is exactly the same as the Jewish chronology. The difference from what I presented comes now after the children of Israel crossed into the Promised Land. So in the Jewish chronology, from the children of Israel crossing into the Promised Land to the building of the first temple by Solomon in the fourth year of his reign, 1 Kings chapter 6, verse 1, is 440 years. So that would be 2,928 years from creation. 
And then, given that the destruction of the first temple was in the year 586, that's another 410 years, that would correspond to 3,338 years from Adam and Eve in the garden. So then the Babylonian captivity was 70 years, so that would make it 3,408 years. Then, to the destruction of the second temple in the year 70 by the Romans, an additional 420 years, which gives you a total of 3,828 years from Adam and Eve in the garden to the destruction of the second temple by the Romans in the year 70. So, there is going to be over a 150-year difference from the information I presented to you from the Jewish chronology. Why the difference? Now I'm going to share with you an article from the Wikipedia Encyclopedia to explain why the over 150 year difference. The current Hebrew calendar year numbering system counts years from the creation. It's been in use by the Jewish people for nearly a thousand years. The year numbering system was adopted sometime before the year 165 CE or AD and it's based on the calculation of Rabbi Yossi ben Halafta during about 160 CE or AD in the book Seder Alam Rabbah. For example, the Jewish year for the destruction of the first temple has traditionally been given as 3,338 years from Adam and Eve in the garden, which would correspond to 421 or 422 BC. This corresponds to the secular historical year of 586 BC. Seder Alam Rabbah says that this period of time, that is, from the destruction of the first temple in 586 BC to the destruction of the second temple in 70 AD, is 490 years. Now, the Jewish chronology, that's 490 years. But if we take the secular time frame that the first temple was destroyed in the year 586 and the second temple in the year 70, how long is that? That's 586 plus 70. That is 656 years. And in Jewish chronology, they said the time from the destruction of the first temple to the second temple is 490 years. But how we understand the dates of history from a secular viewpoint, it's 656 years. The difference is 165 or 166 years. And so why is there a difference of 165 or 166 years? Because Seder Alam Rabbah says that there was 34 years during the time of the Persian rule while the temple stood. Talmudic sages say that there were four Persian Median kings, Darius I, Cyrus, Ahasuerus, and Darius II, spanning 52 years. Conventional or secular chronology based on the works of Herodotus, a Greek historian, and inscriptions found at excavations of ancient Persian palaces indicates that there was more than 10 Persian kings over a 207-year period, which would account for a difference of 165 years. So in other words, in the present Jewish chronology, they did not fully count the years of the Persian kings. That is why on the Jewish calendar, we're only at, in the year 2019, the year 5,779, and not closer to the year 6,000. So now, what I'm going to summarize in this understanding of time, is we're going to combine, first, the information given in Seder Olam Rabbah, plus 
the date in secular history of the Babylonian captivity, which is in 586. So first, the Jewish chronology of time is given in Seder Alam Rabbah. From Adam to the flood, 1,656 years. From the flood to the birth of Isaac, 392 years. From the birth of Isaac to the Exodus, 400 years. From the Exodus to the first temple, 480 years. From the first temple to its destruction, 410 years. And the first temple was destroyed in 586 BC. So we take that secular date now instead of the Jewish rendering from the destruction of the first temple. We take the secular date, 586 BC, and add it to the Jewish chronology from Adam to the destruction of the first temple, from Adam and Eve in the garden to the first century to the days of Yeshua to the year zero is 3,924 years. So what we've covered so far in the teaching is I've given you a chronology of time and the simple rendering of the time without cross-examination of the information. And then secondly, we looked at the Jewish calendar and the Jewish understanding of time. And the third thing we're going to look at is a very prominent biblical chronology called the Usher chronology. So what is the Usher chronology? It was done by James Usher. And who is he? He lived from January the 4th, 1581 to the 21st of March, 1656. He became a professor of theology in Dublin in 1621. He was the Church of Ireland's Archbishop of Armagh and primate of all Ireland between 1625 and 1656. In 1654, Usher published a book entitled Annals of the World. It is a historical chronology from the ancient world until the destruction of the Second Temple by the Romans in the year 70. In this book, Usher calculated the date of creation to be 4004 B.C., as a result of his very detailed work, 4004 BC became the date that was most often used for those who put biblical charts in Bibles as the date of creation. And it is printed in many King James Bible editions after the year 1701. So Usher calculated from the creation of the world to the birth of Yeshua, which he said happened in 4 BC, was exactly 4,000 years. Next, I'd like to share with you a graphical chart of the Usher biblical chronology that may appear in some versions of the King James Bible. Then, next, I want to examine more closely the chronology of James Usher. And in doing so, when we look at the next slide, we can see that in his chronology, from Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden to Noah in the Flood is 1,656 years. This is the exact time that I presented in the chronology that I gave at the beginning of this teaching, and it is the exact time that is given in Seder Alam Rabbah in Jewish chronology. When we go to the next slide of Usher's chronology, well, that's going to conclude part three of the series on the subject, the 7,000-year plan of God. Shalom in Yeshua the Messiah. Amen.
Thank you, Eddie. This is Stephen Morgan, and all of us here at Hebraic Heritage Ministries pray that you have enjoyed today's teaching. If you've been blessed, will you help us to share this message with others? Hebraic Heritage Ministries is supported by your generous financial gifts. In order to help you in your studies and to help us share this message with others, we are offering today the DVD, Yeshua the Lawgiver, for free for a love gift of any amount to the ministry. Hebraic Heritage Ministries also offers a monthly discipleship program. If you are interested in starting a fellowship group in your area, let us know. We would like to help you. Please contact us for more details. Our website is hebroots.org. That's H-E-B-R-O-O-T-S dot O-R-G. We would like to hear from you. Please send us an email. Finally, in order to take advantage of today's free offer, please mention this product offer and... Please mail your love gift to Hebraic Heritage Ministries, P.O. Box 81, Strasburg, that's S-T-R-A-S-B-U-R-G, Ohio, 44680. Until next time, may Yeshua richly bless you.